audio storytelling has become increasingly popular, with many taking to the microphone to share their voices, opinions, and stories through the spoken word. But it isn't just about personal expression. Podcasting connects people and can be an outlet for those underserved by traditional media. I'm Gabrielle Pisca, and you're listening to the Community Podcast Initiative, or the CPI. And the goal of the CPI is to produce and promote podcasting as a way to amplify underrepresented voices through audio storytelling. This initiative is based out of Mount Royal University and powered by Shaw. In this episode, the CPI presents a workshop hosted by Media Girlfriends, an award-winning podcast production company based out of Toronto. The three co-founders of Media Girlfriends, Garvia Bailey, Hannah Sung, and Nanaba Duncan, created this workshop to help podcasters gain a better understanding of their own voice as a storyteller. The workshop also helps listeners with how to be more authentic in their voicing, with strategies to help listeners feel more confident when speaking in front of a microphone. This is a workshop in partnership with the Community Podcast Initiative at Mount Royal University. And we are grateful to Professor Meg Wilcox and Gabrielle for inviting us to be here today. We're going to be learning about how to be more confident in your voice as a podcaster. Before we get into things, um, I, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. I'm Nanaba Duncan. I am one of the co-founders of Media Girlfriends. It's an award-winning podcast production company led by journalists of color. I'm also a professor at Carleton's Journalism School, and I'm the Cardi Chair in Journalism, Diversity, and Inclusion Studies. Before that, I was a host and a producer at CBC Radio for nearly 15 years, and I started Media Girlfriends as a podcast back in 2016. Hannah, you're up. Thank you. Okay, so I'll introduce myself. My name is Hannah Sung. I'm also a co-founder of the Media Girlfriends podcast company. I've worked in Canadian media for about 20 years, um, lots of different places. I started at Much Music. Uh, I worked at TVO and The Globe and Mail. The Globe and Mail is where I first fell in love with podcasting. Um, I was actually a video journalist, but I thought, let's try this podcasting thing. And we made a podcast called Color Code, a podcast about race in Canada. It was an extremely gratifying experience. Audiences really um, connected with it. It won awards. And so I was hooked. Um, After that, I did go on to make some podcasts and executive produce them at TVO. Um, But then in 2020, we started Media Girlfriends. And we've made a couple of podcasts together as a company so far, including uh, Strong and Free, uh, which I'll tell you about more in just a minute. And between us with Wes Hall um, for the Toronto Star, Wes Hall is, um, if you watch Dragon's Den, he's like a big business guy on Bay Street. And uh, the podcast is about tackling systemic uh, racism and discrimination in the workplace. So it's a great show. I encourage you to listen to it. Right now, we're making an upcoming show for the Samara Center for Democracy, in which we interview former members of parliament, and we get really deep and behind the scenes. So uh, that's something I'm really looking forward uh, for that to see the light of day next year. Uh, Strong and Free is our podcast about Black history in Canada. It also exists in French, and it's won two national awards so far. We're super, super proud of it. I wonder if we can um, chat the link as well for Strong and Free, or you can just search it in your podcast app. Um, 
that's me and the company in a nutshell, I think. Garvia, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Garvia Bailey, and I am the third leg in this three-pronged media girlfriend's very stable <laughs> platform. <laughs> Um, I am a, a co-founder. I have been in radio for many, many, many years. I started out uh, in at the CBC. And even before they started calling it podcasts, I was doing radio um, journalism, docu small short form documentaries and series that, um, that went out through the radio airwaves. And then a few years later, everyone started calling those sorts of things podcasts. And so I just sort of... <laughs> you know, made a, a little turn, but I am, I'm used to being in front of the microphone. I've um, worked with um, uh, Jazz FM as a morning host, uh, CBC as a, as a host uh, producer um, and started my own jazz company a little while back, a jazz streaming service. Um, and I'm just really, really pleased to, uh, um, around the work that I've been doing as a journalist. I think this kind of storytelling is the best kind of storytelling. It works to all of my strengths, but it also feeds my soul. So, um, and that has a lot to do with what we're talking about, which is finding your authentic self and finding your voice in this podcasting landscape. Okay, so we're going to start off with what we mean by voice when we talk about the voice of a podcast. And it can mean uh, a few things. The first that a lot of people think about is the literal voice of the person who's doing the talking. So the host, uh, we will be talking about the host, not the physical aspects of their voice, more like where the host is coming from, like their, their outlook and their approach. Uh, the, a team can also have a voice. The team might be many people that, that come together. They're making a singular piece of media. So together, they have a voice because of the editorial agreements that they have made. And I think that if a team can't work well together, you can sometimes hear it in the podcast. And then there's the voice of the podca podcast itself, editorially speaking. So its point of view, its approach. So in terms of who we're talking about when we say the voice, it, it can be any one of these three or all of them together. For the purposes of our workshop today, wherever the voice is coming from, we are focused on the approach. Um, so I'm, I'm about to ask you a question on, on what you think makes a good voice in, in podcasting. But before we get to what you think about that, I want to tell you um, uh, just a, a note about a moment in, in my own journey of, of how my voice has developed as, as a host, as a podcast. So I told you that I've been a, a host for about um, about 14, 14 years. And um, as I had gotten more opportunities to host at CBC, um, uh, I would host a number of shows that had uh, large audiences. And, you know, you, you work in a place where people are listening to you. Um, and so I see them at work. And there were people who would tell me um, some good things. I did hear some bad things as well. But one of the good things that people would say is that they like the sound of my voice. And I never knew how to respond to that. I always felt like, okay, well, thanks. Like I, I didn't, I didn't make my voice. Like what I'll tell my mom that you said it. Do you know what I mean? Like I always felt kind of, <laughs> kind of weird. And, um, so I was talking to a, um, to a mentor of mine and I was telling her this and, and she said, no, people aren't responding to, just your voice. They're, they're responding to how you use your voice. They're responding to um, what they get inside themselves when they hear your voice. So while you may not have like, 
done anything to create the things that make your voice. That's what they're responding to when they say that they like your voice. So um, there are a lot of things that we sort of, that you will learn when it comes to that word voice, which is kind of big. But um, in this case, it was an instance in which um, I had to recognize that what I was offering and what, what people were responding to was not just the quality um, of my voice. It was some other stuff. Um, so what do we mean by voice? Okay. What, when we say the word voice, what are we actually talking about? First off, I have to say what it's not. <laughs> it's when we're talking about voice in this context, we're not talking about the sound. This is not about the sonic characteristics of your voice. If it's like, you know, if you have a deep voice or vocal fry or a squeaky voice, it's, it, it has, or if you find someone's voice soothing or grating, it's not about that because I have listened to many podcasts where a voice, maybe if I heard it in a bar, I wouldn't listen to it but because, <laughs> because I'm listening to it in this, in the context of what the podcast voice is. I love it. Um, one of the qualities we're looking for is, is the tone of voice. And maybe it helps if we have like a literary kind of definition for this. Um, the tone of a voice are the feelings towards a subject or guest or topic. The tone of a voice are the feelings towards a subject or guest or topic. It's so important that I had to say it twice. Mm -hmm. um, it can reflect uh, opinion or channel the very feelings from the subject or guest. So for example, say you've created this podcast, it's coming out of the pandemic, it's around the pandemic. And the guest is a person whose father is in long-term care. Um, they just got COVID. What is my tone saying about this story? Uh, what are those words that you would want a voice to convey if you had that sort of, of podcast? Um, so we're going to be talking about how the, the, the tone and the editorial content kind of marry, uh, with each other as we continue, um, Hannah, over to you. Okay. So, uh, to continue on what we mean by voice, we've said tone, and then we have two more qualities we want to list and talk about. They may seem similar, but we're separating them uh, for the purpose of today's uh, conversation on podcasts, because we want you to think about them um, in different contexts. So we're talking about perspective, and we're talking about attitude. So perspective has already been mentioned in the chat. Thank you. It is a point of view. It can consider cultural background, social, economic factors, privilege, spirituality, many different ways of thinking about it. Uh, this can be a very personal section because it's about where you or the members of your team are placed in the world, your social location and being aware of it. Um, so for me, I would say that my perspective is that of uh, um, uh, a woman uh, uh, from an immigrant family. I am Canadian. I am urban. I am a parent. Um, all those things. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, think about what speaks truthfully to who you are and where you're from. Mm -hmm. And then there is attitude. So attitude is the stance that you take um, 
towards the topic that you're that you're going to be um, discussing. Think of it like the opinion page of a newspaper, how you would read that uh, or how you would write an opinion piece. This is where you can easily describe what the host or the team or the podcast thinks about the certain thing, okay? When the opinion is strong, it's very easy to tell what the attitude of a podcast is, right? It, if, if you feel that, like, if you know that they're pushing you to, like, it feels, you could feel the, the heft of it turning you to a certain, you know what that, what the attitude of the whole podcast is. Um, there is a, a podcast that, that I love and it's called, um, it's called The Blind Boy. And it is a gentleman from, um, who is very, very, very much Irish. And it's one of those podcasts that it's a, it's, it's a rant. Like, so it's him just talking for an hour and a half and it is extremely well researched. And when you listen to his podcast, you know that he is like the stance is that of someone that's sitting beside you on a bar stool and the, and he is just going to tell you everything he knows about pineapples the history <laughs> of pineapples it is going to be an information dump and he is going to tell you like every single thing you need to know about pineapples and how pineapples fit into our geopolitical landscape and how pineapples are uh, a part of the colonialist or neo-colonialist conversation so he has an opinion he has an opinion. He gives mm -hmm. us the opinion, but you know that you're going to get history and all of that as well. It's a voice of authority. It's a stance that is very authoritarian, mm -hmm. but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. um, so there you go. Like that is an example of the stance that you want or uh, the attitude of the, of the podcast, uh, of the podcast. So now we're going to talk about why it matters to think about the voice of a podcast. Um, in short, it matters because it's your guiding star. Um, yes. Once you've written this out or really thought about it, you've made a decision on it. This ends up being your foundation as you're going through the other parts of making a podcast. So, for example, when you're writing the very words that you choose are, are, are literally going to reflect your tone, your perspective, and your at attitude. So when you've come up with a description of what those things are and or what those things will be, and you look at your words or, or you're starting to write your script, you can always check to see whether you're reflecting that description that you've kind of um, decided upon. And you know what, um, Nana, mm -hmm. Nanaba, just to add to that, mm -hmm. when you're writing your script, like there is this, um, it takes a lot of practice to write in your authentic voice and oh, in yes. that authentic attitude, you know, like sometimes when you are um, inclined to be a writer, a writerly writer, it's hard to make that transition to writing for your own voice, your mm -hmm. authentic, your authentic voice or the voice of the podcast. So that's something that we'll talk about later. Um, and then for production, when you're considering the order of say the episodes of your podcast, the arc of your story, or even how you approach elements of the podcast, um, when you think back to what the voice of the podcast is, you can start making those decisions a little bit 
more easily. It is something that you can always, it's like a, it's like a touchstone. You can always say when you're making a decision, maybe your co-producer is not in the room with you and you have to make a quick decision. You can always go back to the touch point of the voice of the podcast. Is this, this decision that I'm making serving the voice of the podcast? Um, a good example is a science podcast that, um, that if you have kids, you might know about it. Uh, does it have a playful tone with a curious attitude? Uh, maybe your, your, your host is curious and knowledgeable, and maybe your host is a frog that happens to be curious and knowledgeable with a really distinctive high pitched voice. This is a real podcast. Um, it's called Simon is an Australian. It, no, it's called Austra It's called Simon's Adventure Stories. And Simon is an Australian green tree frog. It's true. Uh, it doesn't matter that Simon's high-pitched voice grates on Nanaba's nerves, as, <laughs> as she's told me. What matters is that Nanaba's kids love to hear Simon talking about science. That's what matters. And that's the touch point. That's that, that's that production value that makes sense as you're putting these things together. And just to add to that, you know, why voice is so central to the making of your podcast. It is your guiding star for writing production, but also for team cohesion, which mm -hmm. I sure hope you have a team because, you know, it's very difficult to make an entire podcast on your own, even if your team is unofficial. But if you have a team, you know how hard it can be to work together sometimes because there are so many creative decisions to be made in a podcast. Um, and it's can be hard uh, when people want to go in different directions. But if you have agreed on what the voice is, then you know so many more things about where you're trying to go and who you're trying to connect with. So understanding the voice will really help your team gel. When someone's written a bit of script and it seems a bit off, you can always just go back to what the voice is. It doesn't have to become an argument between two producers. No, you're talking about what is the voice of the show. And you've already prioritized what you want the voice to be and what you want it to do. So it really helps with your team. Another way that, um, or another reason why it matters is because when you've got your voice or if you figured it out, it can shape the format. So if you've got a handle of what your voice is at the beginning and, and you're willing to be really creative about it, it can help to shape the the way that the you decide to even make the thing. Um, I'm thinking of some podcasts that are, that are created by poets and they have like uh, like a poetic format to them. Um, there are, I can think of another podcast that focuses on sound. And so the format of this podcast is this tiny little podcast. I don't know if Garvia or Hannah, you know this one where it's, I think it's just two minutes. Yes. Each episode. Yes. And it's just like the sound of like standing in the middle of a field or somewhere, somewhere in the world. And it's just two minutes of that. That's all the podcast is. And so that's the format. They, they thought about that. You know what I mean? Like those folks had likely written some version of, you know, their voice or their description to come up with that. And I just think that that's. What's the name of that one again? Oh, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I'll try and find it. A real I, audio nerd kind of podcast. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like awesome. Or into from, the sounds. Yeah. Yeah. The, the producers from the UK. And I'm, I'm sure that. There's I, another one like that called. Oh, yeah. 
oh, that we talked about in our uh, podcasting course that mm. um, that the this it's 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 very much like that. But what they do is at the beginning they just give you they just say this is the sound of a spider, a certain kind of spider, looking for a mate. It was oh recorded. God. It was recorded in X Y Z on xyz date and then it's just sound a minute and a half of a spider looking for a mate <laughs> garvey i think we're talking about the same one it's i love so that <laughs> i love it i, I love the it. format is so good and then the way that 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 the and the thing is with a different kind of introduction or different kind of like they have decided that the voice of the introduction is sort of Attenbury esque, but not really, because they're not saying just that in we're case authorities. people don't know who that is. Oh yeah, David Attenborough. Burrow, Attenborough. Attenborough. My children are his biggest fans. Is the is the nature voice shows of all yeah. nature shows, <laughs> but it's it's very it's it's just an interesting way, and it shapes everything about that that um, that minute because it's the setup, right? It is mm -hmm. the first thing you hear is that mm -hmm. voice. Everything yeah. is intentional. Exactly. That's exactly it. And we're actually going to get to that. That's one of one of my things, as you know. So we're, we're now going to talk about um, how exactly somebody uh, how how you actually develop your voice. And you have three broadcast journalists in front of you. We've all hosted <laughs> radio shows and podcasts uh, over the past 15 years, 15 to 20 years. We have thoughts and we have friends <laughs> with thoughts. And so we're going to share. Um, we are the experts. I was going to say, listen to these experts. They're us. Um, so my that's my, why you came that's, that's why you came um so my piece of advice is that you've got to write it down you've got to be deliberate which i'm going to force you to do and this is why you're here it has to be intentional you've got to talk about it it's really easy just like anything else it's really easy to say i want to do this you know like i, I want to be real about it or whatever if you don't write it down or if you don't make it real to yourself it's not really going to happen um uh, uh, unless you have been thinking about it, writing about it for so long that it's now just in your blood or it's it's in your system. Um, so I always, even when it is, I, I suggest um, writing it down. I'm going to go over to our next expert, Garvia Bailey. Ah, you know, I think the thing that um, as a, a, a host and um, at, both in the podcast realm and in the live radio realm, the being able to uh, listen in a very deep way to what is happening around you is is going to be uh, is a big part of making sure that what comes out the other side of that listening is your authentic voice your authentic feelings your um and a part of that is also um pulling yourself back from that ego driven way that we want to sometimes uh, host in uh, with a with our podcast that way that um, that um, that might muddy your authenticity because you want to be the authority you want to be sometimes that's not what you need you just need to be the listener you need to be the conduit you need to be that person so um, so the voice of a podcast you have to be able to trust yourself. Um, go into it with humility and also trust the people around you and have that um 
that connection with your team where you can take the criticism when when they when your team knows that you're not being authentic on the microphone your team should be able to say it and you should be able to take that as as uh criticism that will make your podcast better you know because the more authentic you can be as a team it means that the more authenticity you can bring to the microphone as a host and it just makes everything better so um it's easy to feel like you need to talk in a certain way have a certain kind of cadence or approach because you've heard it on NPR or, mm. you know, some other show when you think that this is what you need to be, but you, you really need to resist that in the podcast realm. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well, because authenticity is like a superpower in this, in this podcast world. It really is. So you as a team, you need to resist that and you need to approach what you're doing together with humility and trust and have your ears wide open to all of it. And can I just add something to that point about being the person who can listen as well mm -hmm. as being the person who can talk? Um, it really makes me think about the term active listening, which everybody mm -hmm. can Google. I bet everybody in here already knows, but if you want a quick refresher just Google what is active listening and you'll probably get a few tips, you know, and these will really serve you as an interviewer and a podcast host. Yeah. Um, well, I want to bring up the point about thinking about your audience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you, you've, you've probably done the work of thinking about yourself. I want to have a podcast. <laughs> I want to be a podcast host. I want to bring these people onto my show and I want to talk to them. But the person you cannot see is the audience. So you have to take a moment to imagine who is your audience? Who are you targeting? Who do you think would be interested? And you really have to do that actively because uh, that will help you shape your show. You know what your intentions and your goals are. You know what you want to say, but do you know how it comes across? Do you need to be more clear? Do you need to be more transparent? Do you need to stop and explain this section more or whatever the case may be? Do you need to give more context? Um, you need to think about it from the listener's perspective because the whole point of having a voice is to use it to connect. So um, think about them as you're thinking about making your show. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that we are bringing in a bit of advice from a good friend of ours. There, there he is. <laughs> His name is Dan Meisner, and he's we an love audience. him. Yes, <laughs> he's our bud. Uh, he's an audience engagement expert at Pacific Content Podcast Production Company. They actually have a great blog um, as well. If you look up Pacific Content, uh, with a lot of tips for podcasters, uh, and what Dan always says is, "What is your uniqueness? Remember what makes you unique. What is your point of view, and what is your access that nobody else can get." that only you have. So keep that in mind. Yeah, totally. I think um, that's, it's such, it's such excellent, excellent advice because we talk about it all the time with our clients in a world where there are 20,000 podcasts being produced per day. Um, what is the thing that will draw someone to your podcast? And it's just like a fingerprint, that unique voice that you have that unique perspective mm -hmm. um that is what's going to drive and what this 
um, workshop really is all about is tapping into that and trusting it. For example, it makes me think of what I'm listening to these days, which is stolen um, from Gimlet from Connie Walker, who is an incredible journalist. Um, And this season of stolen uh, is really moving because she has done a lot of journalism and investigative journalism on uh, residential school survivors, missing and murdered Indigenous women. Um, She is Indigenous herself. She's Cree uh, from Alberta, I believe. Anyway, this season, really, she's following the thread of her dad's own experience in residential school. So she's very much an investigative journalist, uncovering all sorts of things but she is talking to her own family members um, and uh, she's, you know, talking to her aunt, her uncle, her brother um, in order to get to um, she's trying to find a priest who abused her father in school. Um, Her father has passed away. um, And so that's what I mean by access. And, you know, not even to bring up such a heavy, um, Uh, example, but say you yourself wanted to make a podcast about your family and say you wanted to make it a comedy podcast, which you totally could. Um, If you ever tried to make a podcast that sounded like someone else's podcast of what they did when they interviewed their family, that would not be your podcast that you're meant Mm -hmm. to make because you have access to very specific people in your family. They are your own family. Yeah, sorry, go Um, ahead. No, I was just gonna say that access can also extend to more than your family. Like what, what, what access to communities do you have? That's particularly right. communities that, um, that we may not have heard in, in, in uh, more mainstream media. What is it that, what access or what, um, uh, I, I was going to say, um, what, what, what intersectional uh, identity do you have potentially that provides you access that no one else has? That's one way of looking at it too. Oh, can I just add to that? Mm-hmm. There's a, an, an excellent, excellent uh, podcast called We Are Not the Virus oh. that is um, that speaks very much to access. So the um, the creators of that um, were uh, covering um, uh, the the uh, the homeless crisis in Toronto and the underhoused um, situation. And there was a lot of um, encampments that were um, popping up. Now, the makers of the podcast were also activists. They were part of the encampment support network. And they created this and they had this great access to um, the encampments and were able to tell this story and have a very, and give a very clear voice to those who were experiencing this firsthand. That is access being able to, that is unique um, in it's because, you know, I like that example actually, because it's not necessarily the fact that the people who were making the podcast themselves had like, were, uh, had this experience, but they, because of their work had access. Well, you know what the work gave them was the trust, Mm -hmm. the trust. That's what it boils down to. Exactly. Yeah, because the people in the encampments, and this was all done during COVID, which was such a time of heightened like fear, um, the encampment support network workers were there every day. They were yeah. there every day and they had the relationships and they were not the evening news reporters who dropped in for the 30 second soundbite. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, there's a point that Hannah, you had made before about um, thinking about your audience. I think sometimes when we think about our audience, for some people, that might bring some tension because you're thinking about the audience and perhaps what they need, but you're also trying to be authentic. And that's just one, I'm, I'm uh, just giving you one, for me, one barrier that something that has been a barrier for me in terms of my uh, authenticity. Um, we're going to get honest with ourselves and you're going to create what I call the voice manifesto. And this is essentially a list of promises that you keep to yourself or you, 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 you make to yourself to keep yourself honest and to remain true to your voice. And so I am going to share you with you my voice manifesto, which is very embarrassing and well, maybe a little bit <laughs> makes me a little nervous. But like I, I do this because it is it is my practice of being vulnerable um, because it's only through getting vulnerable that we can like get to the good stuff, I think. OK, here I go. So. I went through my voice and I thought about my tone, perspective, and attitude. And I thought, my tone is bright. I'm sensitive, considerate, engaged. I'm inviting. From my perspective, I think that I'm curious about people. I am open. I have an inclusive perspective. I'm also Black. I'm an African. I'm a Ghanaian. I'm an immigrant. I'm self-reflective and spiritual. I'm a mother. I'm a woman. My attitude is that I'm relaxed, natural, generous and responsive. And then I decided, so I took these things and I thought about them and then I started to make some phrases that would help me be true to who this person is. And I also thought about some of the things that scared me and I tried to um, um, sort of de-scarify myself with some of these phrases. Here we go. I will honor myself by being my whole self and talking like myself. I will honor the listener and the guest by giving the guest space. I will suspend judgment and keep an open mind when a story does not reflect my experience. I will remain in discovery mode and I will know that I am enough. Just by reading these, I can tell you that I know what kind of space I was in when I wrote these, and I'm sure if you if you thought of it, you can tell too, that I did not feel like I was being myself. I did not feel like I was honoring my listeners that much. Um, I know exactly why I put number three there because I, I can think of in a particular instance in which I did not um, allow a guest to really uh, reflect their experience because of my way of responding to them. Uh, remaining in discovery mode is my way of, of of staying that, like have, keeping that journalist piece inside myself. And then I will know that I am enough is something that if I think about too hard will make me cry, is that I don't always think that I'm enough. I just don't. For whatever reason in my life, I have come to be a person who doesn't always think that she's enough. And so it's good for me to keep saying that to myself and to write it down. So this is what you're going to do now. You're going to write your manifesto. And I want you to think about your tone, your perspective, your attitude, and then write some of these phrases that are going to keep you honest and true to yourself. And remember that this is a process. Um, like I just told you, something that I wrote, I could tell what space I was in when I wrote that thing. I might write something different right now. And I, I truly, truly hope that you'll find a moment to write these phrases, three to five phrases that'll keep you honest. Um, and just so you know, this is something that I do in my classes. And I ask students to take these phrases and do some art with it. 
They do some art with it. They do something nice with it. They take a picture of it and they keep it for themselves. If you want to do that, I highly suggest that you do it. Um, this brings us to the end of, of our workshop. And we really, really, really appreciate you taking time to, to be with us. That was the Community Podcast Initiative's workshop on developing your voice with media girlfriends. The hosts were Garvia Bailey, Hannah Sung, and Anaba Duncan. The episode was produced by me, Gabrielle Piska. Thanks for listening, and I hope you're feeling more confident in your voice as a storyteller. The Community Podcast Initiative at Mount Royal University focuses on audio storytelling as a way to better include underrepresented voices. The CPI is powered by Shaw. You can learn more at thepodcaststudio.ca or find us on socials at communitypodyyc.com.